Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castaneri-King. Again, I have the lovely Margaret Sheldon. Welcome, Margaret. Uh, Thank you. I'm happy to be here. How's that? Better than me saying... People are sick of me. Yes. No. I'm happy to be here. Yes, we are here to do it again. And our topic this time, we both have talked about this off air, but coming out of COVID, the slow and steady re-emerging that we need to do, well, as stated, slowly, right? There's a lot of reasons why we should do it slowly. And so today we're going to talk about like the great things, the great takeaways, the treasures we want to keep. But... You know, we also want to acknowledge that that there have been some some serious sacrifices. We're not saying, oh, gee, what a great thing. We all just spent a year at home and yeah. the treasures because it wasn't happy for everybody. Right. For sure. Right. We are, we are not going back to the normal that we knew before. I think it's pretty safe to say that we are, every one of us uh, is forever changed by this. Yeah. And... You know, we have no choice but to move forward. That's part of life. But um, certainly for anyone who who did suffer loss or, or illness, um, you know, our, certainly our hearts go out to them. Yeah. But here we are. We're on yeah. the other, we're sort of coming to the other side. I, I feel a mixture of both superstition and <laughs> that I don't, I don't want to say we're coming through it. Uh, you know, I, uh, I feel like I, I don't want that virus to overhear me getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, you know, I said to, I just finished telling Laura off air that I'm so excited. My husband and sister-in-law and I are all having dinner out tonight so for the first time in so long. Yeah. And I'm thrilled. It's a wonderful restaurant um, that I haven't been to in probably a few years, but uh, the caveat was there is outdoor seating. Um, They do have huge heat lamps. They've assured me that we will not ask to go inside. (laughs) That that being said, you can be darn sure I'm bringing, you know, I'm bringing a blanket, like a lap blanket with me. (laughs) It will be attractive. I will fit in with the crowd. It'll look like a shawl. Take it off your shoulder. No, you need one for your shoulders, too, maybe. No, I won't be the only person there, I'm sure. I mean, this is sort of part of it. But that being said, I'm just, I'm a little nervous, but I'm thrilled. I really am. This will be great. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, certainly I've come out of this with an appreciation for so many things that we took for granted. Yeah, yeah, we sure did. But, you know, like we were talking about coming out, we want to come out slowly because we don't want to lose all of those things which is really kind of easy to do but tell us about your magic phrase we're all going to memorize by the end (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) this this was born out of a a wonderful situation we have neighbors who my husband has known since he was a child 
um, when they all lived on the other end of town. And it so happened that we ended up living right next door to them. And our next door neighbors are truly uh, the most wonderful people in the world. And so they were vaccinated uh, a wave ahead of us when we finally got the green light, you know, to, to get our vaccinations. We did. And I, I will throw this out there. I hope someone else will appreciate it. I found that after my second shot, waiting for those two weeks until you reach you know, immunity, I was more nervous about being exposed to COVID yeah. then. Like I felt like I was so close right, to the finish right. line yeah. that it was nerve wracking. And anyway, I finally got there and our neighbors invited us over to have, you know, a glass of wine on their porch and catch up. Uh, it sounds great, right? Yeah, yeah. I looked at the calendar where I had <laughs> jotted it down and I thought, oh no, we have something we have to do tonight. <laughs> actually thought oh like now we have to figure out what time we have to shower and get dressed and what time do we have to leave and I thought oh I don't my life used to be filled with those dates I mean every day of the week you know I either had a meeting or I was you know going somewhere had a deadline whatever I don't want that I don't want that back so our conversation between Laura and I was how do you avoid that and I said you have to have a ready excuse so that you can give yourself time. And I think for me, and I hope, you know, somebody else will use this. I'm, I am determined to always say that sounds wonderful, but let me get back to, you know, my house and I need to check the the calendar. Yeah. um, And I will get back to you because not, I mean, a Saturday night a week from now sounds terrific. Right. But if, if I look at my calendar and I've got something on Friday and something on Sunday, yeah. I, I don't want any more. I'm going to be very thoughtful about this. So my phrase is that you have to hit pause. Yeah. As soon as you're asked, no matter how sure you are, if you just sort of say, let me just give me an hour or two, whatever it takes, I'll get back to you as soon as I can just check the calendar. Yeah. Because, yeah, who wants to... I don't even, I think my definition of overbook has changed. <laughs> oh, for Overbook sure. used to mean two sure. appointments at one evening, right? Like, yeah. oh no, now I feel like mm, maybe two a week is <laughs> Two a week is, is enough. <laughs> I totally, totally understand it. I, you know, going into COVID, the, the brakes just kind of screeched. And, yeah. um, you know, I also was my mother's primary caregiver and she passed away oh. the, the week we went into lockdown. So not only did, you know, work oh. slow down, but that slowed everything. Just, Life slowed down. It just screeched. And suddenly here I was confronted with time and so many wonderful things that we will get into. But I have to just sort of say off the top, as I started going into it now, suddenly what was my main excuse for not really making progress as an artist was that I never had time to do the hard work, the real, ah. the hard work, the study. Um, and suddenly there it was, I had time and I said, Ooh, now I'm feeling this resistance. And so this is, you know, this is me fearful about going forward. Uh-huh. So isn't that always the case, especially when it comes to, to your art people you know people don't want to do a life drawing class because they've never done it and they think theirs won't be good enough Mm. and i always tell them no one is going to look at your work yeah 
No one cares. You can sit in the corner and do as many bad drawings as you want. Eventually, you're going to start getting some good ones. But we are afraid of, you know, we judge our work against others. We're afraid that they're going to judge it. You know, nobody wants to feel like they're not good at it. If you can let go of that, I think, yeah, the opportunities are endless. Yeah. But. So you took advantage of it during this time. I I did, yeah. I I took a color um, theory class, and I did um, a really nice critique group with, um, well, the the color was with Mary Byram. She is just What a hot ticket. A hot ticket, for sure. And then David Lucier did, uh, David and and Pam both did um, a really nice critique class that I, I just loved that. Boy, that was such a special time each week to just be able to sit for a couple of hours and uh-huh. look at everybody's work and, you know, kind of jot down my notes about, okay, what's he going to say about this painting? You know, and oh, didn't I get good at it at the end? <laughs> <laughs> you knew what he was going to say or well, it, it, you and he thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, I just learned. I just learned really quickly, you know, by doing that. Um Anyway, uh, that and what else? Oh, and the drawing with, with Paul, the figure drawing, right. which is still pretty recent, but um, really enjoying that. And I think one of the things I definitely want to keep is the Zoom aspect. I know we're all like trying to get away from it as fast as we can, but let me tell you, without that Zoom, all three of those things I would not have done Right. in this past I, year. I feel the same way. I, you know... I've said this to the point of boring everyone, but I feel like the um, Zoom figure drawings, it's kind of what got me through. You know, even if I hadn't had a very productive week because I wasn't going to my studio in town, because I was honestly, especially through June, July, and August, I did not want to be around travelers or especially that younger set that was out there mixing (laughs) So I, I wasn't going into my studio, and that was fine. It was a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then your sort of your normal practices interrupted. So we all had to figure out how we were going to work in a new environment. For me, I, I still have a home studio. Um, I had to set it up differently. I had to, you know, find sort of the motivation. And so having a the weekly Zoom figure painting it was a chance to just, even, even if it was just listening to other people's banter, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a pleasure. It was like listening to artists talk yeah. and yeah. joke. Yeah. And then being able to see other artists' work right. was really good for me. And then, how about this? The fact that other artists, I mean, there were multiple cameras set up, but out of a group of 40, probably a third or more would have chosen the same pose. Mm-hmm. So you could see someone else interpreting the exact, exact same pose you painted. And I, I felt like that was a new experience. Mm. And it certainly turned me on to some new artists. You know, yeah. I would see someone whose work I thought was fantastic and I'd be, you know, jumping on the camera to see who it was and writing their name down so I could jump on their Instagram and follow them and see what they do. I, it was, yeah. I never could have dreamt that. No, it was a lovely, uh, yeah, I mean, it still is for me a, a really great experience. Like you say, I, I didn't turn up the volume enough to 
really hear what everyone was saying, but I enough that I hear it. Just kind of, I would do the same in a live class. I would tune out, right? You know that extraneous noise, just kind of. Eh. But um, just yeah, just feeling like you're with your your groupies, you know, and then just you're with the gang, and it's it's just really nice, really nice to do that. And you know, as I, I'm going to make a generalization, as an artist, I don't feel because we kind of set our own schedules. I don't feel like we are the most rigid or organized <laughs> of, of, of folk. That being said, um, I found that during this quarantine, this shutdown, I enjoyed a bit of ritual, ritual and, and yeah. a regular schedule, you know, knowing that on Wednesday night I was going to be painting the figure and knowing sort of, you know, if you were taking a Zoom class, you had that on your calendar. You had your critique group. Right. Um, it's such a pleasure, isn't it? Like, oh, yes. that was a big surprise to me. I yeah. totally want to incorporate that into my life yeah. forever. Yeah, so, it, it was really nice to fall into some pretty structured rhythms. Um, and the one thing I kept hearing people say, but you know, at all times during uh, the pandemic, I'm talking like it's over, but you know, we're still feeling well, that it is. The quarantine is <laughs> over. Yeah. Um, and I heard them primarily at the beginning saying they just couldn't paint. And for me, what I found was it was hard to stop. Sort of the chatter. The chatter is, the, I was kept thinking clutter. Well, clutter too, but <laughs> the chatter. Once I got the chatter and, and just focused in, boy, I could just go a couple hours. And for me, it was one of the, the things that helped me get through was being yeah. able to do something artistically and, and just go into that kind of meditative zone that really helped me unwind. I have heard from a lot of my friends who are artists that they finally, you know, signed up for a class with someone they had wanted to study with. Yeah. And because it was Zoom, they didn't have to travel and they could. And I, I'm telling you, there are people whose work I saw, I could look at their work and yeah. think, what have you done? It had taken a leap forward. Wow. And, I, and that's a pretty cool thing, you know, yeah. that someone, I guess, that, so what we're saying is there were opportunities. Yeah. Um, and, you know, while we try to guess what's coming, I suspect Zoom classes in some form or another will continue because the teachers can reach a wider audience and yeah. the audience is able to kind of, for lack of a better term, pull it off. You know, yeah. you don't have to travel. You don't have to pay for a hotel. You can do it at yeah. your convenience. So, yeah, yeah a lot of that is and to I, be. And I hope, that, whoop, I hope that going forward, too, you know, the teachers who've done this, the Zoom, um, don't revert to recording and selling recordings because, you know, the, the immediacy of having to show up for the class oh. makes you do it. Right? That's a very good point. Yeah, I have, right. I have DVDs, I have videos. Do they all get done? Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah. boy, when you're signed up for that class and it's Monday, 7 to 9, or whatever it is, you're there. You're there. So I, I really hope that stays. I, I hadn't thought stays. of that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. All right, so everyone who teaches, take note. Don't just record. We want you to do it. Right. Yeah. What else? What else did we what else? <clears throat> fall into? Well... I think um, I'm hoping that the organization that I sort of refer to 
and I can't tell you that I fully incorporated this, but I have developed an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it has forced me to look at my digital calendar, and I'm hoping that the things that sometimes can slip, you know, the show that you didn't get an entry into, like, I think maybe I've made a habit, and it's a good one, where I will refer to my online calendar frequently enough that I won't miss any deadline. That's my hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just those simple things that were, yeah. were tough. And wasn't it great? I don't know about you, but I loved finding new artists. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you had the chance to, like, scroll Instagram and search right. by hashtags. And right. I, I found so many new artists that I think that is a funny um, a funny way of motivating, at least oh, for me. Yes. I find yeah. it wildly motivating. Yeah. To maybe I see the way they've handled the material, and I'll decide to try that. It's kind and of virtual good. shows. I hope that, that people, ah, um, when we go yes. back to in-person shows, they're definitely should be an element of, of virtual because because none of us are going to go to that table with the cheese <laughs> the cheese board <laughs> yeah that's over um, oh gosh i mean we'll we'll talk later on you know before we sign off we, we should talk about the things that we are going to look forward to like in person yes stuff yes. but you're right online shows first of all it's the same as the workshops you're able to to see an opening of a show that's hundreds of miles away it's sort of fun to hear the artist talk yeah that goes with it yeah yeah it, it was it was great that i loved um and then kind of i mean not necessarily directly related to art although i would say at the end of the day it is i suppose what? just regulating you know like health and wellness and taking the time for me to do, um, you know, more of a vegetarian diet that, let's be honest, takes a lot more work to chop up all those vegetables. <laughs> and I love them. I, I mean, when I hit the lottery, the first thing I'm doing is hiring a personal chef. Oh, but, yeah, you know, um, just taking care of myself that way and, and really incorporating yoga and more mindfully eating and healthy and that kind of thing. I think just Ooh. overall... Who among us hasn't discovered that an online, dare I say, Zoom yoga class is yeah. honestly just as effective, takes yeah. half the time, yeah. and you can, I, I'm more relaxed because it's a perfect illustration. About three years ago, my husband started doing uh, yoga regularly, but when he first started, he would come home and, you know, especially my daughters would be like, Dad, how did you like it? How did you do? You know, what was this about? And, you know, he always had nice things to say, except he finally, like, he had this quizzical look. And we were like, what? And he said, well, you know that thing at the end, like, where you're just supposed to lie there and relax? And we're all like, yeah. Shavasana. Shavasana. He said, right. He goes, it doesn't work for me. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I'm lying there supposedly relaxing and all I can think of is I need to get out of here so I can get a shower because I've got to get to work I've got a meeting it and he said the whole time he's thinking when is it appropriate for me to just stand up and leave (laughs) we finally said to him you mean during the relaxation you're just getting more stressed out (laughs) I you know what I'm gonna tell you because I did in-person yoga too when I first started and that was the worst thing for me too. I I can absolutely identify with that. Oh, but that's funny. but now four years later, mm. 
that is one of the best things for you is to make yourself slow down er, put those breaks take that time for yourself and take up some space just you know yes it's it's hard it, it that has been one of the hard things he has grown he now yeah. does enjoy it as you say but he enjoys it a lot more from home because well, yeah. the yoga instructor as he said I, you know, once it's all over, it's, you know, 10 paces and he can hop in the shower and get ready for the day. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those lessons learned. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how he got over the back of the, was it the washer or the dryer in your video? Oh, you like <laughs> Now we know the yoga's got him back there climbing around. <laughs> now, no one knows what you're talking about. So I'm going to, I'm going to explain, yes. but I will, I will, I will explain because I am confident by the time the show posts. My Instagram story will be a thing of history. It's but, I, but I walked into our kitchen, and there's an open door into the laundry room. And as I look over, I can only see my husband. What would be the right word? Prone? His head isn't visible, yeah, right. but his torso and his legs are sticking straight out, and he's lying on top of the dryer. And I, as I said in my post, I had said to him, are we out of paper towels? We have not been out of paper towels for a year because we bought them by the case. And he said to me, oh, I know where some are, only to find him laying straight out like a board, planking, if you will, and reaching That's behind it. the dryer planking. where he was pretty sure he had seen something drop. I couldn't oh, believe it. I thought funny. this had to be seen to be believed. So, that was a good yeah. post. Yeah, that, that yoga really works. All right, back to art. Yes. Um, oh, I know what I need to say. Make a list. I think everybody needs to sit down, take two seconds, and really thoughtfully make a list of the positive things they encountered and and don't want to lose like put what it in don't front you of want you. to let go right what do you not want to change anyway that's my two cents go ahead yeah well you know you know mine i don't want that schedule filling up again right i just am determined right. i think what i what i want is to live my life at a pace i choose that's right. not not because i have said yes too many times yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'd be really curious. If anybody wants to share their list, I would love to see it. They can just yeah. send Show it in. on Instagram or email. Oh, um, that'd be so much fun. It would be. Do it on the Instagram on, when we post the show. Definitely. Okay. Um, well, I have spent less money during quarantine. Yes. But I have discovered some new materials, if you want to hear about oh, those. Oh, definitely. Let's talk new This is, new, this new is like stuff. Margaret's favorite find. All, All right. right. There's this, uh, I think I've spoken of it once before, but there is this clamp-on light, uh -huh. very lightweight, very inexpensive. It is okay. called a Vecchia light, V as in Victor, E-K-K-I-A. I saw someone, you know, at the end of our figure drawing Zoom class, someone held up their painting and attached to the easel, I practically leapt out of my chair. I was like, what is that? And she, she explained, it's actually, I think you have to search Amazon for like music stand lights. Light, yeah. um, it's about eight inches across the, the actual fixture itself. It's on a flexible arm. It's got a mm. great clamp. Mm -hmm. It's warm light or cool light or mixed light. That's amazing. That's yes. amazing. And here's offered. the best part. It charges off of a USB cord. 
So when I have it on my easel, I, I will usually plug it in. But I've taken it with me because I have this fantasy <laughs> that as the light changes, I will do a nocturnal painting one of these ah. nights. You know, get out there because it will, I can just throw the light on my surface right. and continue. So this, I can't say enough about it. You know, as I've painted through COVID, certainly during the shortest days of the winter, it was essential because I'd start painting at 5.30 or 6. Now, I don't even know that I turned it on until 8.30 or something. But this nice. has been, and, and it's cheap. I just want, it's, I don't know, somehow I think it's in the 20s. It might be $30. Wow. Well worth it. Amazon, quick delivery. Awesome. If you're at all interested in finding, it, it's better than any other easel la- lamp I've found. Nice. So the, the warming pool fun. is such a plus. I mean. Such a it's lovely. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. So yeah. that's been, I found that from Kathy Anderson. Okay. So she's one of those heavy hitting painters, you know. <laughs> oh, no, Kathy Anderson turned me on to the paper. Oh, paper. That's what yes. I was thinking of. Linen all right. paper. Who knew? We all love to paint on linen. You know, this is one of those things. When I was a student at RISD, John and I would come to Boston and we would have a drink in the lounge of the Ritz bar. Yeah. I can't afford to do that now. But somehow then, we could. I, I don't know. What were we wow. Thinking? It was great. I felt like such a grown-up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> now that I'm, yeah, when I was a, an art student, you know, and doing my BFA in painting, we would all chip in and buy a roll of linen and stretch it. And I can still remember the smell of that yeah. rabbit skin glue. Uh. But those days are gone. Um, but Kathy Anderson likes to paint on a linen, um, an oil-primed linen. And I thought, I'm not going to spend all this money for a quick workshop with Kathy. And I sort of contacted her and said, what's your cheap alternative? And she said, oh, you're going to love this. It is a pad of cut linen. So it comes in a pad. The one I'm looking at in front of me, all sizes. I usually use 16 by 20. Yeah. This is a six by eight because I like it so much. I take it out to plein air paint. Nice. I just tape it right on a piece of masonite. Paint okay. away. But it's double oil primed linen. Wow. Uh, right on here, it says it's medium weight linen, all purpose weave. It is really a beautiful texture. Not mm. too much tooth, but a little bit. Yeah. I feel like I could portrait paint on it. I'm not a purist, nice. so I could get away with this. Nice. What Kathy said was that when you, if you want to lift color in a painting, uh-huh. you know, if yeah. you've decided you're going to move something, that a little bit of Gamsol on a rag takes it right back down to the white um, wow. surface, and it does. I have, I've done it. I can attest to that. Nice. Uh, it is not expensive. The large, well, compared to linen, yeah. the large size, I think I spend about $43 for the, the six, 16 by 20s. And nice. I don't know, I can't remember if you get 10 sheets. You get 10 sheets in the little ones, so it's probably And, and then if it's, a, if it's a winner, you can mount it, correct? Absolutely. Um, what Kathy does is, and, and I keep telling my husband, he needs to act like Kathy's husband. <laughs> <laughs> he rolls his eyes. How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But I think he's a little intrigued by this notion. Uh-huh. Um, her husband goes to a, a good, you know, like a small a lumber yard, yeah. and he gets, um, what did you say? You were right. Birch. With the wood. Birch. 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 Birch plywood panels. So a an, an high grade, 
you know, it, but they're pretty inexpensive. He buys a sheet and he tell he's already worked out the math. He tells the guys what he'd like it cut into. Wow. And she, as she said, she's good for a long time with wow. all of these lightweight, very durable panels. And they just um, glue the, the linen sheet on after they're painted. You can put the adhesive onto the wood and then it adheres beautifully. She says you can use like a little watered down Elmer's. Um, that's usually what they use. I know I spoke to Paul Schulenberg wow. and he said there's something called like muck mud or muck. I know the word muck was the first part. Wow. Um, muck mudge. I don't know. But he gets it from Raphael's Art Supply. That's the only place you can get it. They do not ship it in the winter, which is why I'm waiting to get it. Oh. But I'm pretty intrigued with this because I do like to paint outside. Yeah. And the weight of the materials is everything to me. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I can go with these sheets that are, they're not a compromise. In fact, it is right now my favorite thing. Um, I did try the Centurion stretched linen yeah. and I did not like it as much. And when I talked to Kathy Anderson, I'm pretty sure she felt the same oh. for whatever reason, this yeah. is the magic solution. Okay. And, Oh, I can't well, recommend I'm it intrigued. Enough. I didn't know you could buy it in that form at all. So that's, uh, that's, ah, it's that's called, really nice. I just looked it up. The adhesive is called Miracle Muck. Miracle Muck. From Raphael's. You can okay. look it up online. And that's They'll it. ship it. It's not, it's not expensive. It's nothing that, none of this is prohibitive. Um, but I feel like this is one of those things that until you've spoken with enough artists who have tried many different materials finally you know you hit on something that clicks for you it might not mm-hmm. click for everyone but i think right. it will right it's pretty terrific i love so, it i love it and then if we're going to just continue for another moment on the materials uh, discovery yes. of, of 2021 uh-huh. um i've added a couple of new paints to my i don't want to say arsenal sounds like i'm doing battle but i do have some <laughs> new favorites I do. And um, probably everyone knows about these, but I'm going to bore you and say, if you haven't tried Viridian Hue by Holbein, Uh. uh, for me, I I think I've probably used the word game changer before, but this was one. It is, um, it's a very transparent, very light. It it works well with skin tones when you're trying to take a skin tone from warm to cool. Yeah. I think Craig Persley is the artist who first showed me this, and mm. I am grateful. Um, I'm going to name all like my, my so favorite it's, people. it's the Hue, though, right? It is. is it? It's called Viridian Hue. Hue, okay. Yeah. It says H271 Viridian Hue Extra Fine Artist Oil Color by Holbein. Yeah, okay. it's great. The next one, I don't know, probably everyone knows about this. I did not. Uh, we can thank Colin Page for this. Uh, Williamsburg Paint makes a color called alizarin yellow. Alizarin yellow. A lot yellow. of people would say, it's a transparent, a lot of people would say that it is just like Indian yellow. Okay. Uh, I will say it's similar, but it has a different formulation because when I use this, uh, it, yeah, it's a little bit of magic. If you know me, I'll give you a squirt the next time I see you put it on your palette. And uh, I'm happy to share the love because 
it's really brightened, I think, my paintings. And it's just because I have a new set of eyeglasses. (laughs) And the last thing I wanted to say, this was an item bought pre-quarantine. And I cannot wait to get back there. But anyone who's ever studied with Scott Christensen has been introduced to Vasari paints. And Vasari paints, it's a small, you know, they do sort of hand batch, beautiful paints in New York City, right off the west side. Um, Very easy to get to if you're driving in town. Uh, And they, at least in the pre-COVID days, you know, you could go up there. And Mm -hmm. it's like going into sort of a haute couture um, showroom because Mm -hmm. it's for paints. You know, it's it's a typical New York City kind of nice factory building. Again, I'll say it's nice. You go up the elevator and you come out. And when you get to their um, showroom, it's incredibly clean and organized. And the paints are on the wall. And and there they stand and, and you're asked. I felt like, you know, Harry Potter, like I was getting my uh, wand. They ask you what you'd like, and they kind of look at you, and you have to explain what you're there for, what you're looking for. When I went in, I said I had been there. Sounds like a wine bar. (laughs) Very much so. Very much so. Uh, With a little, I don't want to say attitude, but maybe. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so the first time I went, I was buying paints because I was flying out to study with Scott. Great. Um, but then I discovered a few of them I liked and I was in New York City so I went back and this time I said I'm interested in looking at your lemon yellow their lemon yellow I have to say for anyone who really gets into this which is me it doesn't lean green which is what most of the lemon yellows will do this one leans a neutral and maybe just a little warm but you know they have this glass this huge glass tabletop and they squeeze it out and they'll mix it with a little, you know, white to show you, then they'll take it and they'll show you how it, it was interesting to me to see how it behaved with the ultramarine and cobalt blues. Okay, yeah. And it's just, it's a different formulation and I've never found anything else like it and I loved it and reached into my kit of paints here this past winter and pulled out another Vasari, brilliant yellow light, Wow. which is... I'll be showing this to Laura and the rest of you will have to use your imagination. You well, it's see how light oh, that is. It's yeah. a very yeah, pale, pale yellow. Right. It is not a transparent. Um, on the contrary, it is absolutely opaque. Uh, but I use this often in when the tendency is to reach for a white to lighten, yeah. you know, yeah. and we all know that's pretty much a fail. I mean, not always, but if you do it too much, you end up with like, I always think it looks like toothpaste has been mixed. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, right. This will lighten, but it also kind of enriches the color because it does have this pigment. All of their paints are, they even say it on the tube, heavily pigmented. Ah. And so if anybody wants a treat or you have a birthday or, you know, I always do things like I say to my three kids, yeah. don't everybody give me a present. Why don't you all just chip in? Right, right. Oh, yeah, no. I, <laughs> because I mean, what I'd really love to do is go buy some paints. Make and, list. Oh, it's uh, There are so many more. There are reds that would make you weak in the knees. So, <laughs> Do they let you mix it yourself? They do not. Oh. As much as I was like, 
dying yeah. the wheel as it yeah, were. Right, right. She she had the palette knife and she <laughs> and she had a I must say she had a lovely like motion to mix. Uh. I do too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she apparently didn't need to see that. No, they very much control it, but they will demonstrate it for you. And whether I don't know. I think it's just a control thing, if you want to know the truth. Yeah. I'm sure if Scott Christensen walked in, they'd let him do whatever the heck he wanted. But I guess yes. I am not Scott. We know that. Uh, but it's really, it's it's a great experience. Uh, it, don't go unless you've got some room on your credit card or cash uh-huh. in your wallet. Because you'll it, it, no reason to go into the world's best chocolate shop. Right, unless exactly. You and don't go in and just look or you'll... Yeah. You'll be in pain for defeat, hours. So, defeat, yes. So those paints, if anybody wants to, and you can order one-offs. So even if you just wanted to try one of these paints, yeah, I would, I would say try the lemon yellow okay. because it's it's life-altering. But ah. that's that's okay. that's pretty much my materials haul. Unless unless you can think of anything else that I've been ooing and eyeing over. About. Um, yeah. I, I have a couple, but they're they're nothing like earth. Let's hear it. All what? I have is the Gamblin um, liquid impasto. That for me ah. has really helped me get some nice chunky texture and and let get it to dry. <laughs> you know, within a week. <laughs> Does it come in a tube or a can? It's a tube. Okay. Well, the one I bought was in a tube, so I I assume I I don't know. Yeah. It was nice. Very, very yeah. nice feel to it. And I, it doesn't uh, dull down the color or anything. It gives it some nice, nice meat, nice texture. And then gouache, I got turned on to gouache this year, basically Ooh. because it's something I can do in the house without a smell. It's easy cleanup, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I do it on watercolor paper. And then if it's a winner, I mount it. Not a big deal. Um, really fast, fun, easy medium. It is, I don't like watercolor. I just can't control it, and I just don't like acrylics, like anything. There's not one thing I like about using yeah, acrylics. Yeah, it's, it's a preference thing. Yeah, but this so, is fun. You mentioned it to me, and last night I went <gasps> onto your Instagram Yes. and started looking at your gouache paintings. Yes. And I have to say, the paintings that you have done in the sketchbook, especially, Yeah. yeah. I was like going crazy. I yeah. thought Laura. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, you my little, really, really, you know, you dove and, in head first. And it's I will amazing. say that that pentallic paper has a different feel to it than my other stuff. Really, it's just amazing how you can get some one thing to just work so, like, just so easy flows right off the brush and then using on a different paper it's not quite the same and what kind of paper was it say it again it was a pentallic um pentallic. watercolor sketchbook absolutely gorgeous yeah, yeah. really I got impressive that in wolfboro i gotta go up there. there's a cute little art shop up there <sighs> yes we are going up there actually soon someday we should talk about the I mean, let's let's be honest. I love Blick. I, w- I ran to Blick this morning because there was something I needed. Ah. <laughs> and we decided we should make Saturdays donut Saturdays because we hadn't had breakfast. John and I had coffee and a donut yeah. on our way home from Blick. It was a yeah. blast. Yeah. But the, the small independent art stores yeah. that I know are struggling against the big guys. Yeah. We should do a show on some of the great ones we've found. That's a good idea. That yeah. is a good All right. Idea. Turn we'll people make it on up. to where they are. 
if um, anybody has any they want to recommend again please send it to the instagram yeah we'd that. love to get a list going yeah for sure well that's all for me as far as great discoveries and things i want to take with me as we reemerge. but yeah keeping that calendar white keeping white the calendar yeah. possible I know it we you know it's funny we started the show off talking about how cautiously mm-hmm. we're approaching some of this new freedom you know the cases are dropping a lot of us are getting vaccinated all of that's making it possible to re-enter the world again cautiously yeah but I think um I think it's it's sort of it's gonna a lot of this will last a long time yeah but so many people have found new things that enrich their art or yeah. new time that I, I think we're going to carry it forward. I, I hope so. I intend yeah. to try as hard yeah. as I can. Yes. So. so the two things that you have to all do, make a list yeah. so you don't forget. And two, learn the phrase, I will get back to you. Let me I will get, get back. back to you. Hit pause, right? Just take a breath. Because really nobody needs to know that moment if you're going to be getting together with them in a week or two. Like, right. It's only right to sort of yeah. take that luxury. All right. Definitely. Love well, it. this was fun. It was. I don't think our caution about reentering the world is misplaced. I think yeah. it's smart. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully this thing will get under control and we can... Yep. Define a new new normal. Yes, and we are so all excited about getting back to some real in-person things coming up. All right, great. Well, Laura, <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.